So today we keep the Feast of Pentecost, when we recall how the Lord sent his Holy Spirit as he promised, 50 days after he rose from the dead and 10 days after he descended, promising that he would send his Holy Spirit. But for many of us, the Holy Spirit can be a bit of a problem, and it's many of us kind of aren't quite sure what the Spirit is. So Pope Benedict referred to this in a sermon he gave in 2007 when he said, there are many Christians for whom the Holy Spirit remains the great unknown. And that phrase, the great unknown, echoed a, a famous sermon by St. Josemaria in the mid-20th century. So why would it be that the Holy Spirit is unknown? Well, if you compare him to the other two persons of the Trinity, what's the Son like? Well, if you want to know what Jesus is like, it's pretty obvious. You look at the Gospels. It records what he said, records what he did, even records how he felt. It's pretty easy to know what Jesus is like. What's the Father like? Well, even his title, Father, tells us quite a lot. But similarly, we can know him through knowing Jesus. So while it's true that, uh, as Jesus says, no one has ever seen the Father except the Son, he also says to have seen the Son is to have seen the Father. And Scripture says that the Son is the image of the Father. So in seeing Jesus, we are able to know what the Father's like. But the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's a bit more difficult to know what he's like. And yet St. Josemaria, who used this famous phrase, the great unknown, also said that the Holy Spirit should be our great friend. And how is he our friend? Well, he's our friend because of what he does for us. And we had a, a vision of what he does for us in our first reading today, when we heard about what happened at first Pentecost. <laughs> the Holy Spirit changes us, as he changed those apostles gathered in the upper room. That they had been in that upper room, trembling with fear, locked behind closed doors. And yet the descent of the Holy Spirit transformed them. It sent them out so that they boldly went out and told people about Jesus Christ. And it says that very day, 3,000 were added to their number. So much did the Holy Spirit change and transform them. We also call the Holy Spirit the, the sanctifier, that he's the one who makes us holy. Scripture also says he is the one who conforms us to the image of Christ the Son. So who is it that makes me Christ-like? It's the power of the Spirit that makes me Christ-like. And more generally, we might say that the, it's the Holy Spirit who enables us, gives us the power to do what we cannot do alone, cannot do without him. So the Holy Spirit 
does things. Now before I dig myself into a hole too deep in terms of um, heresy, because it's easy to get confused when you're talking about the Trinity, um, that what we hold as Christians is that there aren't three different gods doing three different stuffs. There's one God with one nature and one operation. And it's the one God acting whenever God acts. So as the Catechism says, the all divine action is the common work of all three persons. And yet scripture and tradition, there's a phrase, appropriate certain actions to different ones of the three members of the Trinity according to the unique personal properties of that different person of the Trinity. And there's a lot that is attributed to the Holy Spirit. Now to give another example that we'll have very shortly in the Mass, that in the Mass, the bread and the wine are brought forward and the the priest stretches out his hands over the bread and wine to call down the power of the Holy Spirit So that when the words of Jesus are repeated, this is my body, this is the chalice of my blood, by the power of the Spirit, they are changed into what Jesus said, by the power of the Spirit. Likewise, in the sacrament of confession, the priest stretches out his hands as he says the words of absolution, because it is by the calling down of the Holy Spirit by the power of the Spirit, that the forgiveness of sins is imparted. (coughs) That the Holy Spirit does things for us. We have another example in our second reading of of something that he does for us. Our second reading referred to all the different gifts that are given to different members of the church, different members of the body of Christ. That one person is given this gift, one person is given that gift. And the reading said it's it's the Spirit that gives these different gifts. And lastly, the sevenfold gift of the Holy Spirit that we so often pray for in the prayers of the liturgy. Those seven gifts of wisdom and understanding, of knowledge and counsel. of fortitude, of the fear of the Lord, and of piety, that this sevenfold gift all comes to us from the Holy Spirit, empowering us to do what by myself I cannot do. So to conclude, a good friend does good things for his friend wills good to his friend. And the Holy Spirit is the great friend because he gives us the greatest gift, namely to make us even like unto God. And so if we would have him be not the great unknown to us, but to be our great friend, then we need to relate to him talk to him, pray to him, call upon him, so that the prayer we make today, come Holy Spirit, might be one we make not just 
once a year, but all through the year.